Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. G'day and welcome back to another edition of Supercoach Edge. Liam, we've now delved into our best primo forwards and most recently mm-hmm. our mid-pricer slash value options. Why don't we complete the trilogy with a look at all things rookies? Yes, and as uh, we have teased at the back end of the last episode, season 2024 looks to have just as many juicy rookies uh, that we were treated to in 2023. I reckon even more. <laughs> Both in more. terms of first two players. Yes. And established players at uh, rookie prizes due to injury and other factors. Uh, but before we jump into things, uh, you can find us across all your social channels here uh, on YouTube. Simply yeah. search Supercoach Edge. Don't forget and don't forget to like, subscribe, and uh, when you do subscribe, you'll be notified of when our content drops from week to week, so you never never miss an episode. On Twitter, you'll uh, find us at, at supercoach underscore edge, Damon at demoj88, myself at, at Liam Evans underscore 95. And on Facebook and Instagram, search Supercoach Edge, and you will find us there. Very nice. Well, let's crack a can of rookie juice and get guzzling, mm-hmm. Liam. Is rookie juice the same? What what sort of flavor is it compared to uh, pig juice? I, I imagine it's got a bit of a tang to it. Yeah. A little bit of a tang. Uh very, uh, very, very fizzy, carbonated, yes, um, yeah. but sweet, but sweet at the same time. Yeah, so a sweet, bit of tang, yeah. bit of sweet. Um, yeah. Not going to give you heartburn, unlike Solo. Solo for me is, I don't mm. know about you, but I always call it heartburn in a can. Um, you might be a fan of it. It's I reckon for me, it's either hit or miss. Um, yeah, it depends. I think I can only drink yeah. it on like a really hot summer's day or something yeah. when it's like you need to be refreshed. Otherwise, it doesn't do mm. it for me. Yeah, but, but Brookie juice in a can. Any yep. time of day. Doesn't doesn't matter what the weather is. Doesn't matter if it's Aurora Borealis uh, yep. <laughs> at this time of day, this time of year, localised entirely within our kitchen. Um, yes. But uh, rookie juice, it's all year round thing. Rookie juice, exactly. <laughs> uh, before we kick off with the rookies, uh, it's probably best that we do just add 
bit of a caveat, I guess. <clears throat> not mm. even a caveat, but just, just a note that yeah. each of these guys that we're going to talk about needs to be assessed on two key criteria. One is job security. So whether they are likely to keep their role um, ongoing, whether they're likely to play in the first place, because um, obviously the worst thing that can happen to a rookie is being promising in terms of scoring, but being cut before they make decent cash. Mm. Um, and costing you a trade or just sitting there like I had with Chessa all year. Just oh, no. Bench. What do you mean? He was an absolute gun. I did. <laughs> I did see him in the in the forward section and thought, oh, maybe again. Maybe maybe I'll do it again. Didn't he rub salt on the wound when you, um, when you played someone late in the season and, and they, scored, like, had to, they had to field, field they him? They had to field him, yeah. He had to field him. And I think he, he had scored like collectively over the 10, 15 matches or something he'd played, like 80 was his collective <laughs> score, his total score. And then in that game, I think he scored 100 or something and and made me lose. I was oh, so filthy. The absolute villain. Because, <laughs> yeah, I think the player, I, whoever I was playing was absolutely decimated. They had no trades, absolutely yeah. decimated with, with injuries off memory. Um, and you were probably rubbing your hands together like, yeah, yeah I thought, oh, thank they're God, forced I to play Chessa. Yeah. But, but no. He was the straw no, that no. broke the anyway. camel's back. Yeah. Yes. So the arrow to the Achilles. Chesa, uh, he, he did not, exactly. He did not have job security and he also did not have scoring potential, which is the other key factor. So whether they have the, obviously the ability to score well in any given week. So if a player has strong job security and strong scoring potential, then they are an immediate tick. Strong mm. scoring potential, but low job security is a risk, obviously, because they might, uh, you know, score well, but not not have the longevity to make cash. High mm-hmm. job security, but low scoring potential does mean that they're going to be a slow burn. Not necessarily an issue, uh, but you don't want too many of them in your side um, in any case. So um, we also want to preface this with needing to see each of these guys in the preseason. So mm-hmm. you're probably going to hear a lot of, uh, wait and yeah, see. we'll have to wait and see. Uh, yeah, yeah get the binoculars out. Just, just watch. Yeah. We'll have to see how they go. And that's probably what's going to happen. We'll need to see them across um, and their role across the preseason, the preseason matches, potentially round zero for some of them, and uh, then see who's likely to play in round one um, when we select them. Very nice. Well, Liam, do you want to kick us off? I was going to jump into the first one, but it's probably more applicable because Ooh, yes. uh, he is one of, your, one of your boys. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a recent draftee last year. A um, couple of good yes. games. Run us through who this games. player is. Yes, it is Elijah Sardis, uh, 245.9K. He is mid-forward eligible. Uh, he comes in an average of 55 for 2023, and he only has the one buy, which is useful, but also not, I'd say, rookies. Mm. Um, in general, I think Sardis is... So Sardis was Essendon's 2022 first-round pick, yes. Uh, he played four games in 2023 uh, from rounds. So played rounds 21, 22, 23, and 24 for scores of 41, 77, 53, and 49. He uh, did get some CBAs in those matches, uh, 31%, 18%, and 10% in his final three games. So uh, we can see um, a slight potential for uptick in his scoring if he does continue to get CBAs. I think there's a bit of a log jam at Essendon, I think they'll probably hopefully run more players through the midfield a little bit like Sydney, um, yep. just with the 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 number of midfielders or players that can play through the centre bounce that they they do have. So I think we'll see a greater spread. I think there'll be opportunity for Sardis. Uh, the question that I have, though, is whether he is consistently in the best 22. 
Um, I think long-term most certainly he will be. Um, I've loved what I've seen from him in the VFL um, and even at AFL level. But I think there's a glut of players that play in a similar position and he may just sort of be edged out early on um, potentially, just depending on players' fitness or really strong performances in the VFL for him to make his way into the side. And I also would question whether he can take a large enough share of the CBAs for him to score mm. well enough to make cash. At 245.9K, he is pretty pricey if he was – I feel like I'm going to say this with every player. If he was 50K cheaper, um, yeah. <laughs> like – but he has but to he, he has is, to average more, doesn't he? At that high yeah, price exactly. point, generally, that's the easiest way to look at it. Exactly. So he's priced at yeah, fifty five ish, I'd say, probably one that um, not necessarily fantasy relevant at this stage. Um, I'd pass on him unless we see a really strong showing in the preseason and go from there. But I think he is yeah, job security not necessarily as strong as as others. Yep. Yeah, no. Well, just in terms of my verdict, I will uh, lean on your Ooh. expertise here, Liam, and we'll definitely back you in. But yeah, likewise, you know, at that price. We're probably more keen to take a punt on this next player that we're about to mention. Mm. But uh, first and foremost, uh, we're not mentioning him, but we might uh, in the midfielder uh, episodes, Hobbs, the Hoblet, mm. one of our favourites, uh, collective favourites. Mm. Uh, he might be a bit of a smoky, but it, guys like him, obviously getting a few more CBAs, uh, a bit more yeah. quality. So, uh, yeah. Elijah may have to um, bite his time. And then set a goat. Yeah. What about set a goat? Well, set a goat. Yeah, they're set a goat. Sardis could play across a wing, potentially. Um, he's got a bit of outside run to him. It's not to say that I don't think he's best 22. It's it's hard to predict. He's sort of that bottom end, probably, yeah. of that best 22. Um, and I probably look at Essendon as having probably like a group of players that sort of sit in that bottom sort of region the 22 that probably extends it out a little bit um and it's depending on the day could be matchup based as to whether you want to pick them yep not nah, fair enough well um just uh winding back to that guy that uh this next player that i said i was probably more keen on it is jack billings mm. uh selectable as a forward and uh priced at 243.9k 2023 average of 62.3 and only has the one buy which is a bonus and might be a strange one to throw up, but with Oliver looking less and less likely to take part, at least in the early stages of season 2024, does Billings become fantasy and super coach relevant? While he has traditionally played as a forward when he was at the Saints, when he has played more through the middle, we've seen him score strongly. Looking back at 2020 as an example, he managed a four-week period of uh, 25%, 33%, 19%, and 37% CBAs. And in those games, he scored 104, 88, 124, 83 across that period. And with Oliver out, and also combine that with the likes of Harms and James Jordan departing also, mm. does he finally get the opportunity to show us what he can do as a midfielder at AFL level? And I remember back when he was actually at um, NAB level, uh, under-18s, champs mm. level, and he was playing at Marvel, and uh, he blew me away. He looked like he could have been the number one pick of that draft, an absolute gun, and just haven't seen that same level that I saw back mm. then. And I think it's due to that lack of opportunity. So it comes down to that. And I guess, you know, even if he can't break into that midfield group, if we look back to his last two seasons, which weren't riddled with injuries like 2022 and 2023, he had an average of 82.9 and 95.8, meaning he is severely underpriced as he is discounted due to his low games played in 2023. For me, is an awkward price, but I am awfully tempted due to increased opportunity and obvious risk durability-wise. But if you can get the role 
in the midfield, I am super keen. Liam, what do you mm. reckon? He's an interesting one. Not one I'd considered until you sort of mentioned him to me. Um, I think looking at his career sort of averages at the Saints, I mean, all right, after he's in his fourth year, he averaged 92, fifth year, 80, sixth year, 93, 95.8, and, and 82.9 before being having the last two years sort of derailed by injury, mm. there's potential that he is able to score well enough to make quick cash. Like there's yep. this ability there. So I think it's an interesting one that I hadn't really considered. I mean, uh, what's he priced at? 243.9. Um, mm. Yeah, it's interesting. He's an awkward price, again, if he was 50K cheaper. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind the look of him. It's an interesting take. I'd want to see him in the in the preseason and round zero, um, and I'd probably prefer to look at rookies who are probably lower priced and a bit less speculative, but um, could be one to consider. Hundred percent. We'll uh, we'll keep an eye on him. We'll uh, use that uh, phrase for uh, second or third time, yeah. and uh, we no doubt use it uh, for some upcoming players. But uh, who do we have up next? Yes, we have uh, Chris Burgess. 129.1k forward, 2023 average of 33. He has been the leading goal kicker in the VFL for the last two seasons. Uh, and Burgess was traded by the Suns to Adelaide. While he is a noted goal kicker, he has the ability to play at either end and could be an option as a key position defender for the Crows who are lucky in that position, especially with Tom Doty crossing over to the Lions over mm-hmm. the preseason. Um, over the trade period. As a key position forward or a key position defender, though, he would likely be a slow burn. His averages in season past read 36, and that was in 2022 when he played two games, and 57.6 in 21 when he played 19 games. One thing to note, though, is he also played as a Ruckman in 2021, which probably does inflate his his scoring and his average, um, and that was that 57.6. So mm, something just to, to, to think about. Um, mm. I'd add him to the watch list, um, but again, key position players, slow burns. I'd wait and see, as we are going to say quite a lot. But yeah, one one to one to add to the list to think about. Yeah, hundred percent. Just echo that sentiment there. So definite watch at near bottom price. So you've you've really got to pay attention. But unsure at this stage, even though he was a you know trade in candidate uh, as to whether or not he's purely depth or if he's going to get a start from round one, um, you know. Like you said, one to watch, uh, especially, mm. you know, if he does play, it depends as well. Like if he's playing defense as to what role he plays, could he be, you know, a third man role, more loose in defense, intercept mark, that sort of player. Um, or alternatively, he's going to be a lockdown role type defender, or he's going yeah. to be switched between defense and forward, uh, which adds even more volatility into the mix. But yeah, wait and see. Uh, yes. Let's move on to the next player, and it is a youngster in Aaron Cadman, former number one draft pick. Comes in priced at 127.6 as a forward, and his 2023 average was 22.8. He does, unfortunately, have that extra buy, given that he is playing in round zero. But the 2022 number one pick, he managed 12 games for the Giants in 2023, but never really impressed with strong scoring, with his high score being 36. Another year in the system may mean that we can expect some better scoring and better job security as well. But as a key position forward, again, he's likely to be a slow burn at best. Uh, You know, I think he's going to be given every opportunity to play all games for the Giants. So should be worth the spot on your bench, potentially on that alone. But again, 
just uh, repeat ourselves as we always will be doing over this episode, it's going to be a slow burn. So you've really yeah. got to weigh up uh, in terms of, especially other players at this price point uh, that do have equivalent job security. Are they going to be able to provide a bit more scoring potential and therefore uh, a bit quicker price appreciation as well? But Liam, what yeah. are you thinking at this stage? Yeah, probably a pass at this stage for me, um, mm. just because he's the key position forward. But that's more so a pass as in probably not first up on the list. Um, yep. Probably further down the list, um, a break glass in case of emergency, I guess, if we don't have any rookies available to us. Uh, probably not that that level, but um, just, just yeah, probably not. Probably in the middle of my list. Um, at 127K, he's cheap, but they're probably cheaper who have more scoring potential probably as opposed to better drop security because I think he should have decent enough drop security. But definitely bench cover is uh, yeah. what, what I'd be considering. Russell would not be playing him on field. No, no exactly right. Uh, next guy we got mm. here is Sam Darcy. Not to be confused with Sean Darcy like I did earlier. <laughs> the um, son of. The Say son that of. Say that again. Luke Darcy. <laughs> Gotta love him as a commentator, don't yeah. you? Uh, Sam Darcy, son of Luke, as the uh, as David, David Damon said. Say that again. Uh, 123.9K. He's forward eligible. He had a, my God, these averages are getting lower and lower. 19.3 oh, no. 2023 Woo! average. Uh, similar to Cadman, Darcy was an early pick for the dogs as a father-son prospect, but is a Ruckman slash key position player. Showed solid form in the VFL. Probably unlucky not to get a bit of a crack at senior level, having kicked 16 goals from eight games in the VFL, which included bags of four, three, three, two, and two. Will be a slow burn as a key position player with a high score of just 28 in 2023. In 2022, though, he did manage to average 55.3 from his three games played with a high score of 62 and a low score of 42. So not too much variability in scoring. Um, Mm. Not great scores, but not the worst for a player priced at 123.9. Does obviously enter his third year in 2024 and has done enough of an apprenticeship to earn himself an extended opportunity. But with Norton, Jamar, yep, Ugo Hagen and uh, Lobb, the first choice forwards, he may need to wait for injury or Lobb to get dropped. Um, (laughs) I think he played off memory. He played in defense as well um, a little bit. Yeah, he did have senior level, I think, yeah. So it'll, I mean, they're... I'm trying to remember, did they pick anyone up in the defense? I think they did. There's a bloke whose surname starts with B potentially. Uh, whilst you have a look through there, I'll just do a quick search and find out this bloke. So I might jump into my verdict then. Yeah. Uh, job security and scoring potential will probably both be a concern for Darcy. Um, I'd wait and see what happens over the preseason, um, but probably much like Cadman is one that, I would hold off on at this stage. Um, if I'm looking at the two, Cadman probably presents us a better pick. Um, so I think his job security is probably stronger, um, whereas Darcy may be seen more as a longer-term option, um, just being that sort of super tall Ruckman um, and just needing to sort of develop his game more. Yep. Now, I have found this bloke whose surname starts with B, and I was correct, just couldn't remember what it was, Bustlinger. Or bus bustling. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Jed, um, he's a key position uh, defender. Yeah, Picked up at uh, for the first round pick. I think it was uh, number thirteen overall. Um, so, yeah, um, I don't know. Surely, with like the fact that Sam Darcy's going into his what third year now, yeah. um, he's got a few more runs on the board for them to use him Surely. down back if need be. Um, but it was interesting. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When he went back to VFL, I don't know if this just is just, you know, the VFL coach not being aligned with what Bevo is doing. And of course, Bevo, who the hell knows oh what he's God. doing most of the time. Um, but the VFL coach was using him as a forward and actually showed as you went through there, that kicking 16 goals in eight games is actually pretty good. And I think Mm. it's just due to the fact of the quality lobber side um, of Norton and Eugle Hagen, it's awfully hard for him to break into the side. If it were me, I'd be throwing lob down back if need be. And because lob, I I don't know, like he he has a couple of games where he scores all right in terms Mm. of like from an AFL ability, but he's very hit and miss. And I just think with what Sam Darcy's showing in the VFL up forward, I'd prefer to have him. I don't know, Doggies fans tuning in, let us know as well what your thoughts are, just generally um, speaking. But um, I'd like to see him like persisted with mm. up forward. But yeah, as you say, you know, he's, he's kind of been played down back as well. Um, who knows? And the other thing as well that um, like I just linked in with, I guess, with my verdict with English. Uh, recent news of him being on a modified program. Um, Bowler reports he's going to be fit for round one, but maybe they're conservative with him and maybe they play Sam Darcy as another option uh, mm. to pinch it in the ruck. Um, Lob is probably more so that man to do that. Yeah, who knows? I mean, that's just throwing some ideas out there. But with Sweet no longer being at the kennel, there's a reliance there on more so that's of a backup ruck. That's a good point. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they try and groom him because he is, he's like 200 and he's something mm. ridiculous. He's super tall, kept growing as well. And his first year at the dogs, um, ridiculous height. He, yeah, he is, is 208 centimeters. Yeah. Huge. So um, big, big boy. Um, so he could play in defense up forward and probably he speaks to the reason why they've kind of played him across the park to try and find out where he suited in the lineup of their structure at the dogs. But yeah, hopefully he gets an opportunity, and surely he will. Third season, I mean, it's like Eugle Hagen doing his apprenticeship, like you mentioned. Um, he's at that stage now where he deserves a bit of a crack. Agreed. I think, yeah. ugh, I don't know. I'm not sold. No. Yeah, not I'm sold. definitely not sold as yet, Like, because first and foremost, you need to work out, is he best 22? Yeah. Probably not as yet, considering he hasn't played that many games. But he's probably more so at that, speaking about him at that point, of being a third-year player. He needs to, yeah. He needs to take the next step, and he needs an opportunity yeah. that comes with it. But Agreed. But it's, it's Bevo. Agreed. Yeah, it is Bevo. Bevo. Just ignore that. 
Uh, yeah. Now let's look at the next guy, and it is Tom Fullerton, 123.9K. He is forward eligible. He did not play, I believe, in 2023, uh, at least not in the Supercoach season. Uh, and he has averaged 58 uh, in 2022 with three games, 48.2 in 2021 for 10 games, and 30 in season 2020 with two games. So I'd say he's likely just going to be covering the forward line and as a, as a backup Ruckman, both Ben Brown and Tom McDonald constantly battling with injury and form. I guess there could be a role for him. Um, if he doesn't manage to crack into the team, could be one to consider. But as a backup forward and a key position forward, yep. going to be a slow burn at 123.9K. Um, keep an eye on him. Um, I think the only benefit or the only upside he really has is if he does get some Ruck time as a backup for Gorn. Um, yep. where he might get some, you know, some scoring for a 123.9 player. Sorry. Yeah, no, 100%. I'll, I'll take over from there, Liam, so you can compose yourself. It's that that uh, illness is uh, cropping up again. The uh, it's, it's drinking too much clary juice. That's what I reckon is, the pig juice. Yeah, it is. The pig juice. Uh, it's, it's, it's indigestion. Like a can of solo for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Like in terms of the verdict for me, slow burn in terms of scoring potential. Do you really want a player? I mean, you could probably deal with it at a lower priced option that he is. Mm. But um, yeah, uh, it comes down to opportunity. I think they recruited him off the back. They did sort of cherry pick him from the Lions mm. because of the fact I think Ben Brown, you know, last season, potentially Tom McDonald, he's been the whipping boy. He's been in and out of the side for the D's for quite a while. So I reckon... He uh, could be alive for some for some games. So watch and see, like we've been saying. But um, yeah, for me, yeah, uh, nothing we're looking at. So let's mo- move on to the next player, and it is Finlay McRae. He is a forward, but uh, could potentially, we'll mention now, uh, go into some mid for DPP if he gets some midfield time that we're hoping that he can get. He is priced at 152.6K, and his 2023 average was 39 of course, due to lack of opportunity. He does have that extra buy, unfortunately, because the Pies play in round zero. So let us let us ask, Liam, let us let us pray to the Supercoach gods and beg the question, is this the year that we finally get to see the Junior McRae unleashed on the competition? So he played only the one game in 2023 as the sub, of course, for a score of 39, which shows that he does have the ability to score, however, because especially when you consider that he only had 37% time on ground, he actually scored 39 going at 0.93 points per minute. Hopefully with the departure of Adams, a role for McRae does open up in the 22, and we can get a cash cow who should have some decent scoring potential. And of course, depending on the position he plays, there may be some opportunity for him to gain at mid DPP, as we mentioned, during the season two. But just sort of segueing to the verdict, Mm. always a big ass to crack into a premiership side, but the opportunity is there, as we said, with our Adams being there for him to see some genuine game time and more so in the midfield. So as to how much and specifically of that in the engine room is the big question. So if he is played and he's played up forward, he's probably not worth a pick um, at that relatively higher yeah, uh, rookie price. Yeah, 152. Um, 150. Yeah. 152. No, and, I agree. Uh, so for me, yeah, I'll wait and see. But anything that uh, sticks out to you, Liam? No, I think... I mean, fits into the same mould as like a, a Darcy in a sense of he's getting to what, I don't know, he'd probably like at least two or three years into his career probably needs to start making some inroads. Um, yep. 
a big I mean there's big raps on him by from Collingwood supporters. So mm. they 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 seem to want to see him in the side and think that he can break in. So hopefully hopefully he can and hopefully we can see what he does. Um but I'd want to see what his role looks like. Um and whether it's similar to what he gets in the VFL cuz he plays some very good games in the VFL, but um I don't know whether he get that same role in the in the AFL and whether that's going to impact his scoring. And yeah, as you said at that slightly higher price of 152k um, there may be others that are better options. So let's move on. Now, these guys, we're going to now move on to the genuine rookies who have not played a game yet. Um, although with the amount that this guy's been talked about, you would have thought he'd had like a 30-year career already. Uh, and it is Harley Reid, 207.3K, mid-forward eligible. Uh, obviously, he hasn't played yet. And playing for the West Coast Eagles, he does not have an extra buy because he is the buy every week. Uh <laughs> Sorry, that's true. Not him. Uh, true, yeah, not, not him, the team, yeah. Uh, so he is the number one draft pick, and he comes in as the most expensive rookie for the year, as always, uh, at 207.3K. But he should be worth every cent with DPP, a big, big bonus. Mm. Barring the worst, he'll line up for the Eagles in round one. I think he can pretty much um, lock and load that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, recent reports from Simpson himself are that he may also be trialed at half back to seamlessly introduce him to the rigors of senior football, highlighting the success of Sheasel and Dacos as influencers. If he plays that unopposed distributor role like these players, it only elevates his scoring potential and he will see an absolute ton of the ball in defense playing for the Eagles. So, I mean, assuming he's playing round one, lock and load. Mm. Yep. I echo the sentiment. Load both barrels and fire! I agree. 100%. Well, let's move on to another high draft pick in Zane Dersma as a mid-forward. He's priced at 193.8K and uh, extra buy. No, he does not um, for the Ruse. So he was taking a pick four for the Ruse and Dersma is a natural forward, but has developed his midfield craft, averaging 101.4 fantasy points across 12 Mm. games. If he is played primarily in the forward line, he may be one to skip due to his high price tag, of course, and you know you expect his uh, drop security to be strong at North. However, but uh, as we know, playing in the forward line puts a little bit of a cap on your scoring potential. So, Liam, in terms of verdict, we'll keep this short and sharp. Um, I don't mind paying for the extra job security in this case, but it, again, must come with some sort of element of decent scoring to warrant selection over someone cheaper because at this higher price point, you kind of need to weigh things up. Um, But uh, for you, Liam, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think job security is the key here. You're going to pay for his job security. The problem for me is whether he has the scoring potential that makes it worthwhile because he has to average higher to make the the, the necessary cash to mm. be, you know, an upgrade. Point. Um, I also think, it, I don't know, reminds me a little bit of Sheasel. I feel like at this stage of last season, we were all talking about Sheasel and being like, oh, don't get him, he was a forward. Um, mm. Obviously, Sheasel was then thrown into halfback. I don't think we're looking at the same thing with Jasmine. I think he will be a, a forward that maybe yep. get some stints through the middle, but I don't think yeah. it'll be enough for him to be um, a strong enough scorer. But um, yeah, what, what, wait and see, see where he lines up and we'll go from there. Um, moving on to the next guy, and it is Nick Watson, 189.3K, mid forward eligible. Um, and he plays for the Hawks, so no extra buy. Uh, so he was regarded as the best small forward in the 2023 draft. Uh, he, also known as the Wizard, apparently, has the an wizard. incredible goal sense. The yes, wiz. the Wizard. 
Nick the Wizard Watson, apparently. Uh it's like has Jeff, Jeff incredible. Rama. Yeah. He was the he was the Wiz. Exactly. So the wizard, as he, I don't know if he likes to be known as that, but I'm going to say it, has incredible goal sense. He's kicked 11 goals from nine games with an average of 81.3 fantasy points. While it's uh, very likely that he plays round one for the Hawks, the question will be his scoring potential as a small forward in a team that, I mean, the Hawks can play quite well, but I don't think mm. they will be in very up the and down, finals. Yeah. yeah. Conversation. Um I'd think he'd have strong job security um, mm. with the focus on on youth at Hawthorne, even with the inclusion of Ginevan. Um, but scoring potential will be questionable, and it always is with those small forwards. So in terms of verdict, um, if DPP status does make him handy, um, this scoring potential is going to be a concern and see how he goes in the preseason before we uh, lock him in. Like you said, the high price point, you're going to want someone who's going to provide more solid return. Yep. And as a small forward, doesn't really fill me with confidence knowing the erratic scoring that comes with that role, especially in the developing Hawks side, which will be very much like a roller coaster. As we saw, um, they, could, they won games. I've been, they beat the dogs late in the season and extinguished their uh, finals hopes. Um, but, you know, with Watson, if he does live up to the hype, he may be worth the extra dollar he dues. So, um, again, wait and see. Mm. Uh, let's move on to a, another high draft pick, uh, relatively so. Darcy Wilson for the Saints uh, as a mid-forward. He's priced at 130.8K. Doesn't have the extra buy, so that's a tick. And he is an outside forward mid. So Wilson is a classy user of the ball who averaged 102 fantasy points in nine games. So can only assume his super coach correlation is similar. Of course, super coach points aren't available uh, as such for these junior players. So hence the reason why we're referencing the fantasy points. His strong endurance does mean that he'll cover the ground well and could mean he's an ideal pickup as a rookie at just 130.8 K with many of the opinion. He could be a round one starter. So, in terms of verdict for me, if Ross does give him a crack early on, like he did the poo in Philippu, uh, he could be a bolter, but obviously depends on where he's played. If Kant yep. up forward like the poo, uh, I'd prefer to look elsewhere, but uh, one to watch uh, again. Agreed. I'm in about 20K off memory cheaper than than the poo from last year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, that's beneficial because he'll need it if he's camped forward, uh, just so he doesn't have to... Um, average is high. Um, but yeah, I think job security um, will be the question and just the role so we can figure out what his scoring potential will be like. But uh, yeah, watch and see with him. Now let's move on to the last guy we're going to talk about tonight. And it is Sean Manor, 117.3K, mid forward eligible. He is in for Geelong, so he does not have the extra buy. Um, and he is a mature age midfielder who absolutely tore it up in the VFL grand final kicking six goals from 28 disposals in a standout performance. And he has also kicked 40 goals from 21 games in 2023 for Werribee. As a mature-aged player, his body will be ready for AFL and he could fit seamlessly into the best 22 for the Cats. However, as we know with small forwards, his scoring potential could be erratic, but at 117.3 and with his DPP status, he should be a worthy pick if selected for round one. Give me kind of the same vibe as... Um, in terms of mature age pick and that sort mm. of role as, uh, oh, what was his name? Hawthorne. What if, tell me about your verdict, David, and how I set you this player. Um, uh, so verdict for him, I think, yeah, he's, you know, I guess the Cats, they do, as we know, love selecting mature age talent across the journey and may have found another gem in the lower leagues. Uh, so he should play early, I think, and uh, be made for senior level. 
So a definite lock and load, I think, not just for me, but uh, for most people out there. I think in terms of rookies, he's probably the, I guess, the only real lock and load at this stage for me, just because it all adds up to mature age player. They've, they've picked him for a reason. Um, and yeah, he's going to play uh, off the back of that. So uh, yeah, I think he's ready made as well. So should be able to have some sort of scoring potential um, that uh, we'll be able to bank on as a cash cow. Yes. And I am thinking of, I think it was Fergus Green last year. I think it was oh, him, Fergus, Fergus Green. Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all started him. He was a mature aged sort of medium forward almost at that sort of same age. Um, who scored okay, but not well enough. Um, I think though that when you do pick up a player in terms of verdict, um, Geelong pick a player that is 26 years old um, in the draft. You normally have plans to play them um, pretty early on. Um, so I do think if he's likely to play early, um, should be a strong consideration for your side. Well, Liam, that rounds us out for another um, episode and it rounds us out completely for our preseason forward analysis series for this line. Uh, so mm. what next do we have up? Next up, I don't know. What are we doing next? Or are we doing Ruckman? Let's do Rucks. Let's do that. Yes. Let's go Let's go down the, let's go reverse order up, up, yep. the, up the field. Let's go up the field. Yep. I like sense. that. Gives gives away what we're doing uh, in terms of order, but that's fine. It gives people something to look forward to, doesn't it? Well, after that, there's only after we do rocks, there's only two other options. So, <laughs> yeah, roll the roulette wheel. Um, uh, but, but for um, the rocks, it will be a slightly different structure. I will say we won't do yeah, the three yes. the three episodes just purely because there's only two spots on the field, and um, I think less players to talk about in general, which mm. is probably unsurprising. Um, so we'll do one episode on rock options and then we'll also do a second episode where we do look at, um, some strategies and some talking points about the rocks in general. Um, so we can sort of run through some structures, run through some, some strategies and tactics that you might like to employ, um, with your rock selections this year. I like it. And, uh, of course, as we've said in the previous couple of episodes, if there are any uh, forward eligible players you'd like us to discuss please comment with them on our youtube below if you're watching us here or uh, via our socials if you uh, are listening to us via podcast or you can slide into our dms of course so we'll be doing as we said a frequently asked players episode later in the preseason so if there's any forward players that we've missed mid prices rookies primos um Anyone that you'd like us uh, mm-hmm. to provide our thoughts on just let us know via the uh, following social accounts them Yes, on Twitter at supercoach underscore edge and on Facebook and Instagram just at supercoach edge. Uh, Search that and you'll find us. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. It has been an action-packed week to round us out with Forwards League and uh, can't wait to uh, to delve into all things Ruck Week. So, uh, Liam, we'll head away, kick back, crunch some numbers, do a bit more research, reconvene, and uh, we'll come back fit and firing as we will be doing over the course of the preseason to uh, provide you some ripping content analysis. So we'll catch you in the next one. See you next time. See you then, guys.